0: judge Judge is ready Ready.
1: okay but remind me how we do this again
0: you and i talk about wisconsin forensics and then we get off topic we get Mm -hmm. a little sassy gush about deb Tross, and then cue outro music
1: okay i think i've got it but where do we start
0: well you were supposed to create an outline for the episode did did you not create an outline
1: (laughs) no i i made those cookies instead
0: well what would you like me to do
1: um okay you eat a cookie and relax and let me lead the way you know i hate it when you do that i've got this graves in today's episode we're going to help you get set for the upcoming 2016 season we have tips for new coaches new students and even some words of wisdom for the wise and returning vets this
0: This is is forensics Forensics faces
1: faces. that did feel good are we're in a new year and we're in a new space we
0: are welcome we're, to my dining room
1: we're in your dining room in your cool new house yes
0: i forget like how much had happened since last we
1: well the last we time we recorded this. we were uh probably some of the most tired we've been in our existence in a hotel That's right. room in florida yes uh we were sweaty we were cranky and we were craving real food yep yep and now we just ate. We're in your beautiful home. I keep Thank making you. this great ge- grand gesture yes, that no that one but you can, can see. Can see. <laughs> and things are lovely. I'm much more well rested than the last time we recorded. Okay, Which good. will probably slowly decline as, <laughs> as the, season the season goes, goes on. on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's new? What's happened in your life since last we spoke on the internet?
1: Uh, well, immediately after we left... CFL Nationals, all of you got on a plane back to Wisconsin, and I took a bus to a bus to a bus to a train to Miami Airport to then fly to Aruba where I watched my sister get married on the beach Aww. and I got a horrific bad sunburn uh, that the tan lines of which I have still not recovered from forensicators and then, are
0: not meant to be outside I'm not
1: meant to be outside that's why in that picture that we took for the last podcast I'm wearing a giant sun hat because I am paler than all pale and Aruba is like super closer to the equator than I've ever been mm-hmm. before and my body felt it <laughs> I was a dancing lobster from the Amanda Bynes show and it was bad but The vacation was fun. It was a first wheel. Please,
0: please tweet at us if you understood that reference. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. If you please, it'll make my whole world if you understand the Dancing (laughs) Monsters reference. If even one person (laughs) (laughs) tweets us back, I will cry with excitement. But no, it was the first wheel vacation I've ever taken in my adult life, and I got to take with my entire family and my sister's new family, and it was super fun just to hang out on the beach and burn a lot, but also hang by the pool and sleep in and. I really liked it, and now I just have been working pretty much nonstop since I got back in June, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. Yeah, um, adulting. Adulting. It's the worst. So that's all I've done is work. I got promoted, yeah. which means that now all I do is work.
0: Yeah. That's how it goes.
1: Yeah. What has your life been doing for My you? My life's
0: been crazy. I've had a lot of fun. We've done a lot of great things. Um, uh, John and I bought a house, which we are in beautiful, at Beautiful, beautiful house.
1: Grand Thank gesture, you. grand we... gesture.
0: Uh, we spent a great deal of time painting said house. Been there. And then decorating said house. And it's beautiful. Um, and we did a show together. Uh, John directed me in uh, Putnam County Spelling Bee. It was lovely. Thank you. Um, and then we went to Florida for a week in November. And at the end of it, we got engaged. Yay! Yeah. So... It's not even Facebook official yet, so listeners of this podcast
1: might be finding
0: out for the very first time that, yeah, he popped the question, guys.
1: Yeah, and if you see Kurt at a tournament this season, ask him to tell you the story because it's great. I know John can hear me right now from where we're recording, and and he already knows this, but I am incredibly, incredibly jealous of the whole proposal story. It's a really, really good one. Also, when Kurt tells it, the Kurt details... Make it because all the things, are <laughs> everything about it is just very Kurt Graves and I adored it. So make sure you pop into him or bump into him in the judge's lounge and beg him to tell you the story because it's lovely.
0: Fair enough. That's a good way to do it. Yes. Make people ask.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Now so, they have to talk to us. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> what else? Oh, and then John and I were also just in another show at Sheboygan Theater Company. We did August Osage County.
1: Which was so good. It was the first show I've ever seen where everyone in the audience gasped in complete unison. Yes. And the woman who was next to me grabbed my arm and like, and then all of a sudden I realized what she did and apologized for it. And I was like, no, it's fine. I totally understand. But she just like gripped my arm and she was like, oh, sorry about that. And I was like, no, you're fine. No, that's good. That's good. We'll take it. We'll take that's it. So it's great. theater. It's theater. We should
0: have been marketing that. Like, oh, yeah. It'll make you grab total strangers.
1: <laughs> um, I don't think that people would have read that great though
0: i don't know you never know <laughs> yeah. people are weird
1: people are into what people they're like into
0: weird things yeah so meh. <laughs> and you have a, another new job now don't you
1: yes so on top of being a co-coach of the sheboygan south forensics team i am now the head coach brush your shoulders off of the ideas forensics team uh the lovely uh unimitable Peter Woods is now studying at Harvard uh, and so I stepped in to take over that team and it is wonderful and crazy and weird to have my own team and but it's a small number of kids I've got six of them so Woo. it's very manageable Woohoo, which if you know anything about the ideas team six is a lot it's doubled in size yay <laughs> and I'm really excited about the season the kids are really excited. And it's a lot to juggle a full-time job in two forensics teams, but uh, both teams are very patient with me. My boss is incredibly patient with me, and I'm really excited to see how it goes. All the Sheboygan forensics teams are pretty tight-knit with each other anyway, so it'll be fun to... Ugh,
0: except I can't stand those South people. I mean...
1: Excuse you! Whoops. We're wonderful, and you Whoops. know it.
0: Yeah, we're friends and stuff. <laughs> um, friends. But, but then, like, actually the most important thing that's happened since the last time... We did a podcast was the original cast album of hamilton dropped
1: (laughs) alexander hamilton yes it's so yeah i was joking with kurt as we were actually preparing the script for this and the outline for this podcast that instead we were just going to do a six-part series about our feelings about hamilton
0: we could we could do we
1: we could Easily do a six part series yep. and we could break it down in all sorts of varieties uh, Kurt could wonderfully sing it to you I could horribly sing it to you uh, but uh, if you need so anyone good. to talk to about Hamilton Kurt and I are your people
0: and if you haven't listened to it yet Go. what are you doing with what are your you, life it's
1: streaming everywhere it's streaming unlike streaming the Adele everywhere. album it's streaming everywhere also we need someone to talk to about the Adele album I'm your girl 25 is my jam when I'm not listening to Hamilton which isn't all the time but it's still great
0: Still haven't listened to anything from 25 other than Hello and When We Were Young. Great. I've got the CD singles. in the car.
1: I'll bring it in for you later. Once All we right. finish recording, we'll, we'll listen right. to it. All right. But uh, highly recommend it if you need someone to talk to about it, which I don't know why you would because everyone's listening to it. Uh, Kurt and I would love to discuss with you the wonder that is Philippa Sue. I'm your, we're there. We're there.
0: And Chris Jackson. I can't. Oh, Chris
1: Jackson. I just can't.
0: But you know what? I have little affair, like love affairs with each one. Yeah. Like as I kind of like rediscover. Yeah, I've been having like a Leslie
1: Odom moment where I was just like, mm. Yeah. But that's not what Forensics Faces is about. Forensics Faces yeah. is about forensics. So, But if you want us to record an episode completely about Hamilton, <laughs> Just let us please know. send us an email or comment on Facebook or at Reply Us on Twitter and tell us that you would love to hear Kurt and I gush about Hamilton because in all complete seriousness, <laughs> we will do it. We will. Uh, but we're here to talk about forensics and because we are... What a month shy of the first tournament of the season. Just about, yeah. Deep breaths. <laughs> Did on. you
0: say deep breaths? I said
1: deep breaths. Kurt, come on now. I said deep breaths. I'm just still. I'm still thinking about Hamilton, so I'm all flustered. Okay, <laughs> Chris Jackson on the brain, but we're talking about getting prepared for the season. So let's start at the very beginning, Kurt.
0: What a very good place to start.
1: Uh, We actually had someone comment on our Facebook when I sent out a little post asking for you guys for suggestions of what you wanted us to talk about today, and someone asked for some advice for new coaches. And I just want to start off talking about new coaches by thanking you for deciding to enter the world of forensics, because you are doing a great, great thing. Uh, We joke and complain sometimes about some of the less pretty, wonderful, bright things about forensics, but we are so glad to have you here. If you need support in the community, come talk to us in all dead seriousness. Email us, listen at forensicsfaces.com. We want to talk to you. Also, come meet us in the judges lounge because we would love to be a support system for you. The support system of coaches in the WFCA is why so many of them have been around for so long. It's because there are lots of wonderful, nice, supportive people. Uh, And we have a couple of tips and suggestions for you and how to make your first season as a coach go a little bit easier. Absolutely. I'm gonna start because I wrote my stuff down.
0: (laughs) Your stuff Uh, comes first on the paper.
1: Hooray. Um, So as someone who is employed outside of both of the buildings that I work in, and Kurt is as well, which I know for some people is a very interesting thing to think about, uh, I rely very heavily on in-building allies. Uh, My in-building ally at Cheboygan South is my lovely, wonderful coach Ben Kroll, who is a teacher in the building, and he therefore has access to information and knowledge and people and resources that I don't. But at Ideas Academy, I don't have a co-coach, and I have no one to rely on, so what I did was I immediately swooned and befriended uh, with the activities chair that is there. They don't really have an activities director to the size of their school, but... I immediately wrote her a long email. She and I had been introduced in the past, but I wrote her a long email begging her for help to answer all my questions. And she's been super patient with me and I've been very lucky to have her, but she has helped me with all my budget questions, arranging the room for my practices and meetings. And I also have really responsible students on my teams, uh, which I know not everyone gets to have, but I don't have captains on my ideas team, but I have natural born leaders who just like usher them into the room to wait for me until I can get there from work. And uh, we communicate almost exclusively via Facebook. I've had conversations with coaches before who are really nervous about using Facebook as their main form of communication with their kids, but it works out great for me. I don't have to befriend my students to talk to them so they don't have to see my Facebook feed. And thank goodness, I don't have to see theirs if I don't want to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you can post something there and then you can also see which of your kids have seen what you've posted, uh, which is a feature people don't really utilize. But that way, if someone hasn't seen it, you can reach out to them individually via an email or just yelling at them in person for not checking the Facebook page. But that way it's really super easy way to stay connected. Also at South, they use the, I, the, I think it's called Haiku platform. And they have, we have a team page there that the kids use. Uh, and we also communicate a lot in, our team google folder so all the kids pieces are there for them to access all of their speeches our team schedule is there so that way when they lose the printed copy 20 minutes after we give it to them they can show their parents the copy that we have online so uh it's, di- it's sometimes it's really difficult to not work in the building as kurt can attest to yeah it can be really hard to sometimes have to physically beg for things like security clearance and getting help with your bus forms and tournament fees and that sort of thing. But finding someone in the building to be nice to you is lovely. So just making an ally, finding a friend, someone who is on your side is my like number one coach thing. Find someone to help you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, and my first piece of advice is similar, but specific. Like, Go find your secretary in your building who will tell you what to do so at north that's three different secretaries for me because there's the main office secretary an activity secretary and a financial secretary you've wooed them all start with one (laughs) at least um and then here's a specific list of things you want to know how to do right away so write them down and take this to your secretary (laughs) first of all how do you book a bus or transportation if you are taking a van or something besides a bus How do you pay your team dues and how do you pay your tournament fees? What forms need to be filled out? What is your budget? What numbers have to go on it? What information do you have to collect about who you're paying? Um, All of that stuff. How do you pay those team dues and how do you pay your tournament fees? How do you reserve a space in your school? If you don't already know and if you're out of building coaches like Melissa and I, uh, they are not... They're probably not going to seek you out to give you that information like you would if you were getting an orientation as a new teacher. So, again, what forms might you need to fill out? What are the rules about how long you can be there and at what times? And do you have to ask permission from the janitorial staff? Or, you know, if you stay too late, are you going to have to pay extra janitorial staff? Like, find out all the rules about reserving your space. Activity fees. I'm pretty sure these are universal. Um, If your school happens not to have one, you are lucky. But most most schools, uh, students have to pay an activity fee in order to participate in your activity. So find out what that is and how they pay it, so that you can uh, facilitate that happening if that's necessary, or just advocate that they go do it on a regular basis. So um, they will forget or just not know about it, and then you're screwed when it comes time to go to competitions and nobody's paid their activity fee. Yep. Um, How do you purchase materials and resources? Um, Again, this might be my own specific school because there is a different process for when you want to buy a thing versus when you want to pay a person um, or even when you want to order a bus. (laughs) They're all different processes. So uh, just make sure, don't ask one question and think it applies to all, all forms of payment. Find out how you purchase materials or resources um, which may be, you know, things like uh, forensics pieces. You want to buy a script or you want to buy a book. Mm-hmm. How do you get something physical? Um, and then finally, how do you pay your judges? This, I think, uh, again, can just be different from from all those other forms of paying somebody. Because I know, at least at my school, they have to fill out a special form. We have to turn in the tax uh, forms mm-hmm. uh, in order for them to be considered... Like contract employees of the school district.
1: Yep. And other schools can just write them out a little check and hand it right off at the end of the day. I
0: super hope you're in one of those easy schools. But if you're not, again, it's just so much better to know that up front um, because you, of course, want to be able to pay your judges in a timely manner and not knowing the process is only going to stretch that out. So that is my specific list of things. Go to your office and find out who you got to talk to to get all of those questions answered. And if your school is like mine, it's not going to be one person, but they will hopefully walk you down to the next person Mm -hmm. and introduce you. And if your school is like mine, they will be so glad that you care enough to ask that that's all you'll need to do to befriend them. They'll just be really happy.
1: Get ahead of the game with your questions so it's less about like asking, it's more about asking permission than begging for forgiveness later on when you've messed up and you suddenly need to fix mistakes.
0: Yeah. Um, otherwise as a new coach, some things that I would recommend actively recruit people to your team. Um, You may be a new coach who has inherited a really great large team, and that's fantastic. And that might last for a few years, but we've seen it happen time and time again. When coaches change, uh, forensics teams tend to go through a transition, Mm -hmm. and that transition is usually that forensics teams shrink. Um, you know, programs tend to grow with a coach there for a long time. Um, so don't forget to actively recruit people. Let folks know there is somebody. You know, there's a new sheriff in town. Um, <laughs> you know, they're... the shoulder shimmy you all just kissed <laughs> oh, is wonderful. <laughs> um, there's a reason we do this on the internet or on the, <laughs> without video. Um, you know, let let students know that there is somebody who's taking over the team. So that they are confident in that this is an activity I can still join and it's still going to be great. Um, And if you're a new coach in a school that didn't have a forensics team, recruitment is so important. You've got to get out there. You've got to make your presence known. You have to explain what it is that they'll be doing. Um, You know, go to your drama clubs, go to your speech classes, find those kids who like to perform and get them on your team. Um, another thing I would recommend, clearly define your team expectations. What is it that you want to do this year? If, you're, if your uh, goal or or the expectations you have for your team uh, is simply that you want to take like five or six people to competitions this year or like three or four competitions or tournaments, that's that's your expectation. Like know that and work towards that. Because if you don't, if you kind of go into it with, well, we'll just kind of see how this happens... Um, chances are, and this is true for most things in life. you will do far less than you th- actually had hoped yeah um, whereas if you set a plan and you do more than you plan for well there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> so so set your team expectations your team goals so that you know exactly what it is. Um, that you want to do as a group. And also I would say set your expectations for the students, like make it clear yeah. that like we're having a weekly meeting and I expect you to be
1: there. You've got to this practice is, once a week. Yeah, You've exactly. Do, you have to turn in your things on time. If you
0: don't make that clear to your students, they won't follow through with it.
1: And they'll take advantage of it as the season goes on. If you don't do it right away. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, I would also say get your parents involved. I was just telling Melissa before we started recording, I had a great parents meeting this Monday. Um, the trick is get addresses, actual physical mailing addresses from your kids on day one and then send a mailer to the parents because the kids will not share that information. If you, I have put it on calendars. I have sent emails. The physical mailing was the thing that, that did it. Nice. It got them in the door. Um, and actually, I will, as part of the show notes, I will share the invitation I sent because I also had a lot of parents uh, say that what I sent was really funny and that's why they wanted to come to the meeting because it was it was humorous so um as part of the show notes on forensicsfaces.com you can see the the letter that i sent to parents
1: i'll be asking to show that to me after we recording yes, yes. <laughs>
0: um set deadlines and stick to them that's kind of the same as setting goals and that's for but everyone. it's a little bit different like if pick the first tournament you're going to Maybe it's not the first one of the year and that's totally okay, but if you're if you want to start by mid-February, pick that tournament and stick to that deadline. Yes. Even if you don't feel you're ready, just
1: just do it.
0: Follow through. Um and also if you're setting deadlines for your kids as like when they should have their activity fee in or when they should get you a rough draft of their speech or when they should have their piece cut, like those are things that if you don't again, don't Don't give them an inch, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what this should boil down to for new coaches. Like, don't give them an inch. They will take a mile. Um, Set the expectations. Set the deadlines and follow through. Um, And finally, um, not finally, because I have two more things. Get a mentor through the WFCA. You can contact Amy Geiser, who is our program assistance chair through the WFCA.
1: And Association Sunshine, because she's wonderful. Yes.
0: That's her unofficial title? Yes. Association Sunshine? Yes. Say that five times fast.
1: (laughs) Tongue twisters. Um,
0: But contact her. You can go on to WFCAforensics.org and get her contact information. She will hook you up with a coach who has volunteered to be a mentor for new coaches. Um, And then you will have somebody that you can go to and you can ask all those questions before the season starts and you're in the same room with us. Um, And then finally, find ways to have fun. Yes. Because that's often the thing that we forget, especially mm-hmm. in our first couple years. Yes. You're so focused on on checking all of the boxes and not doing anything terribly wrong, um, which it's going to happen anyway. So just stop just worrying about it. Just deal with it. it. Um, and then have fun. Like, make sure you're meeting. Sometimes just play a game.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, do we, a
0: silly activity.
1: Yeah. Team bonding activities have been super, super powerful for our team with one, getting kids to stick around. And two, getting kids to come in. So what we tend to do is, if you practice, then we'll do this cool thing. Whether it's playing a game together, or uh, a few years ago we did a Mean Girls viewing as mm. a team, where we all watched the movie Mean Girls, and we got to. Say the commentary that we wanted instead oh, so you of having to. Oh, so you weren't quiet. just sitting
0: in the halls of the high school watching Mean Girls? I and then, wish. like, saying, Mean Girl!
1: Yeah, just playing, girl. playing the game Mean Girls, just yeah. pointing at girls who are mean. <laughs> no, we watched the film and it was super fun, and there are still, there are inside jokes from that night that are still part of our team. Uh, and it just makes it, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of the kids and, and reminding them that of what they're supposed to take out of the activity. Because there are tons of educational benefits to forensics, and we talk about them constantly, but there are also all those benefits that come in the friendships or the forenships that the students get to make with each other that uh, last so much further outside of the lifespan of the activity. Absolutely. Uh, so if we have a new kid who comes to your forensics team and they are looking for that friendship and they're looking for those benefits and
0: they're a total nerd and they've already found <laughs> this podcast
1: and they've already found this podcast or they've been told by their forensics friend that they should totally listen to this cool podcast. Uh, we have tips for you as well because new little forensics babies are one of my favorite things in life.
0: Oh, is that what the BB stood yeah, for? Yeah, it stands in for Halloween?
1: babies, little babies. Oh,
0: I thought it was like a playoff BB eight. Oh, no. The Star Wars droid? No.
1: N- 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 yeah. I'm not that nerdy, Kurt. Goodness gracious. No,
0: well, John has infected me.
1: Well, yeah. You're the nerd here. Take a sip from your Harry Potter Quidditch water bottle over there. I can't talk. I have Harry Potter tattoos. I can't even come for your nerdiness It's right Ravenclaw. Now. It is Ravenclaw. Kurt's a Ravenclaw. I'm a Hufflepuff for everyone who's been curious about which houses we've been sorted <laughs> into. I know it's been all of us. Kurt is a Ravenclaw. I am a tried and true hufflepuff but that's a topic for the judges lounge
0: it's one reason it could never work between us
1: among the multitude of reasons one of them being the ring on your finger (laughs) Uh, but we're not talking about that i'll cry about that later we're going to discuss the things that new students coming to the team should be and this isn't just for freshmen this is for any grade level who's coming to forensics for the first time my tip number one it's the same as it is for coaches make an ally, make a friend. Just look for an equally scared person at the first meetings or early on and befriend them because that way you get to go through the season together and you can rely on each other for emotional support, sometimes physical support when you're so tired you're gonna fall over or just a shoulder to sleep on on the bus ride home. But uh, you can even maybe do a piece together if that makes you feel less nervous being involved in the activity, then do it. Because friendship is my favorite thing. And I'll push it constantly until Kurt tells me to shut up. <laughs>
0: so my number one tip is pick a category. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just pick your category. Just do it.
1: Just do it, guys. Like, like just literally pick just, one just pick one and go, and for, go it. for
0: it. <laughs> yeah. If you're smart, and I say this to my kids too, if you're smart, you will start in speech. You will learn the most there, and you'll be well prepared to move on to another category in the very near future. But if you're smart, you will start in a speech category. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> we can talk about it in another episode. Uh, my second tip is to reach out to a returner and ask them to be your tournament buddy. Now, something we do at South is we assign tournament buddies to our newbies for the first tournament the your tournament buddy uh helps you with figuring out how to read the schedule or some people horribly call the schematic Uh, (laughs) they help you with figuring out the maps because most likely they've been to that high school before they help you with explaining what the power posters are and where to go uh and they'll you can they'll walk you to your rooms and help you figure stuff out and there's someone that you can rely on like you can leave your first round and they They'll ask you about your round. You can talk to them about it. Ask them questions. Just They can be there for you. And again, another great way to make a friend. Mm -hmm. But rely on each other. And and, and coaches, I highly recommend the Tournament Buddy System. If you haven't implemented it before, try it out. Just kids who are in the same categories, stick them together. So that way there's just someone there to make it seem a little less crazy. (laughs) Because the first tournament can be massively overwhelming. Coach or student, but especially for a little student.
0: I had no idea you were so averse to schematics.
1: Oh, I hate that word. It's just a schedule. If it were a schematic, (laughs) it would be the layout of a building and we would be in a mission impossible game. But no, it's literally a storytelling schedule. I will
0: bet you five (laughs) dollars that before the year is out, someone will be arguing the etymology of the word schematics. Uh, Oh
1: I don't don't even come for me. (laughs) Don't even come for me. Don't even come to me. Fine. It's out there. If you want to come argue about it with me, that's fine. I'm still going to call it a schedule. I'm never going to call it a skedge. I'm never going to call it a schematic. I'm never going to call it a schemat. Four years ago at Nationals, a kid walked out to me and asked me where I got my schemat, and I said, What'd you just say? And he said, Where are the schemats? And I didn't know what he was talking about until he said, schematic. And then I was like, Oh, the schedules are over there. And then he walked away from me, and I just sat flabbergasted for a little while because schemat is not a thing. Like, leave some words you can abbreviate, obs, but otherwise you have to leave alone. And schematic is one of them.
0: Nice.
1: But anyway. Kurt, tip two. <laughs> Number
0: two. Um, I'm going to try to deliver this with the energy with which I wrote it on the page. Okay. Work with a coach, darn it!
1: That's no, all. That's like,
0: it. Just, yeah. You're new. You're going to be scared of your coach. I don't know why. Even when they're sweet and nice, like me. Um, <laughs> not intimidating at all. <laughs>
1: No one's Um, ever told you you were scary, not even once. No, never.
0: Um, But, like, you're gonna be, like, a little weirded out, and you're not gonna want to do it, or you're gonna want to try to go it alone, or just work with friends. Don't do it. Don't, like... We are here to, to inform you, to make you better, to help you in every step of the way. We are here for you, student...
1: We are nice come people. Help. Come,
0: come to us for help. We are, we and we're good at what we do.
1: Yeah, we wouldn't That's be here why if we're we weren't. Here. We're yeah. nice. We promise. Mm-hmm. I, 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 speak for almost every coach I know in that we are nice people, and even the ones who aren't nice are super good at what they do. Listen, <laughs> so trust. Listen, them.
0: kiddos, we're not in this for the money. Okay. <laughs> There's not a single forensics coach you're going to meet in the state of Wisconsin or on this great nation or anywhere on this planet Earth (laughs) who is in this for the money. There's nobody who begrudgingly takes a job in forensics because the pay is good and the benefits are great.
1: Yep. Nope.
0: We're here because we like it, because we're good at it, and because we care.
1: And if you meet a coach who is in it for the money, please send me the address and email for their school's HR. Yes, I would like to I would know like what. would like to apply. I would
0: like to know what country they're from.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, my tip number three sort of relates to something that Kurt touched on before. But please talk to your parents about what you're doing. And I know, as Kurt said, talking to adults is super lame and weird. But telling your parents about what you're doing in forensics is to their benefit because you have to explain to them why you're not at home all the time. And it really helps them feel more assured in the fact that they are driving you to school in complete darkness at five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Please tell them what you're doing because mm, almost all of them are not going to know what forensics and speech and debate is. They're going to think forensics is a CSI joke and your dad is going to make that joke. And I'm so sorry, but he's going to do it. But then explain to him what it actually is. Also, if you're comfortable with it, perform for your parents. It's a great way to practice. And also moms love that. Moms are always like, I can never get my kid to perform for me. Well, yeah, that's kind of weird. But they, if, if they want you to do it, just do it because it helps them feel involved. It helps us as coaches knowing that they know what's going on. And it makes me feel, it makes it easier for me to rest knowing that your parents understand the importance of what you're doing. And it's just nice to talk to your parents, guys. Just do it. <laughs> just
0: just do it.
1: What else <laughs> called podcast. Just do just it. Do
0: it. <laughs> I think that's trademarked by somebody.
1: Oh, I wonder who.
0: Um number 3 from me and I bet you didn't see this one coming.
1: I didn't. I, I saw this it and was... I was like, "What?" But I don't you know like what? It. I
0: thought about it and I was like, "You know what? This could really make a difference." It I wish does. somebody would have I told me. I do this
1: me. I do this as a coach.
0: Like so number 3 for me is find an outfit that makes you feel amazing.
1: Amazing. We
0: You know we talk in forensics a lot about apparel and that you definitely shouldn't be uh, judged as a student performer on what you're wearing however we also subscribe to the notion that part of communication is that first impression you make when you're dressed up Um, so I tell my students dress up like you're going to a job interview you know that's a great forensics apparel tip Mm -hmm. Um, but How you dress and how you feel that you look is also such a confidence booster. Uh, When you feel good about the way you look, uh, it can be that extra little push you need to get through those first couple rounds at your first tournament. Because I hate to break it to you guys, almost nothing else about that is going to feel great. (laughs) Because no matter who you are or how experienced you are as a performer, Doing forensics is just a little weird and a little different. And for those who are very artistic, it's probably the first time you're doing it in a competitive atmosphere the nerves are going to come you're going to get the weird dry mouth you're going to get the ringing in your ears you're gonna your sweat. vision's going to blur and you're going to be like, and you're going to sit down after your performance and be like what just
1: happened did i even make words yeah. i can't i can't like, promise i did yeah
0: should i ask for my time and hope it was more than 20 seconds <laughs> like you, you it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to get used to it and it's going to be great probably by the end of the day you're going to be like a pro but you could feel good about how good you look. No matter what, they can't take that away from you.
1: And looking good doesn't have to be expensive. Some oh, no, of the no, no, best no. suits I've ever seen the student who's wearing it said, "Oh, I actually got this at the Goodwill. I actually thrifted this. I found it on sale." Do not think for one second that looking good comes with a big old price tag, cuz it doesn't.
0: Absolutely right.
1: And I love that tip. And as as a coach, if you're going to your first tournament, Put on something that you feel awesome in or something that distinguishes you. There is still a woman who every time she sees me, she goes, I know I don't remember your name ever, but I love that pie dress you wore. I wore that dress (laughs) to a tournament like two years ago, but she just thinks of me as a pie dress woman, which is great. I don't know where she's from either. I don't even think she's a coach. I think she's a judge for someone, but she just called me pie dress woman. And that's because I feel great in that dress. So put on something that you also feel great in because it's a good tip for coach or student. Yes.
0: Although for coaches, I would add, make sure you're wearing comfy shoes. Yeah. Feel great in what you're wearing, but also like it's one thing for students to be running through the hallways with their heels in their hand. Yeah. I don't know that coaches want to be. Yeah. Wanna be playing that Barefoot game.
1: Barefoot coach does not, not lend <laughs> not itself. Not the same.
0: It's just not the same. It's just right? not the this, same. It's you know? not
1: as cute. It doesn't it it's, doesn't it doesn't You <laughs> know,
0: there are so many things that are not as cute as they used to be when we were young. Ugh. So just add that <laughs> whole
1: to whole another list. podcast. Yep. Um, but
0: what about our returning students and coaches?
1: Well, Uh, This is something for returning students and coaches alike and something that I do every single season and I've done since the first season I decided I was coming back again. I make a preseason goal list. What do I want to accomplish this season? Uh, If you're a student, do you want to power a certain number of times or just power at a certain tournament? Do you want to go go your entire year without getting a single five on any of your critique sheets? Do you want to be fully memorized by a certain time? Just make a list. And if you're a student, share it with your coach. If you're a coach, share it with your team. Let them know that this is your goal for the season. Also, having that in your back pocket helps a lot when it gets a little tougher in the season when you're like February, March, and you're like, why am I still slugging through this? It's nice to remember, okay, because I really, really want to break a state this year, or I really, really want my team to place top three in our division. Remembering that is great. And to be completely honest, I already have my list for the season. I'm going to share it with you because accountability is important. All right, here we go. Uh, And I have two teams, so I have two sets of goals. At South, I really want to break someone. At Nationals, again, it's something I've only done a few times. I know for some coaches, they're like, I can't even begin to think of that. But for me, it's something I really want to do. I have some really talented kids who I really believe in and who I think have a real shot. And so I'm going to put a lot of effort into that. And on a slightly smaller scale, I really want more students to do the categories of storytelling and demonstration. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And some of the stories that are in storytelling this year are kind of cool and have really interesting stories you could tell for them. And at Ideas, I really want a place as a small team at least twice because I have enough kids to qualify as a small team, which Ideas has only ever done twice before, and I really want to be the person to send their first ever student to nationals. They've been a team for, I think this is their fifth season, and they haven't sent a kid to nationals yet. They got super, super close last year, but they haven't sent one before, and I have some also amazing students who I think, if they put in the work, are going to be great and then I have one coach or one judge goal, which is to remember a pen every single tournament. Because last year, there were many times where I had to beg Kurt or lovely Christy from Fond du Lac for a pen because I forgot them constantly. Because we live in an era where carrying a pen in your purse doesn't really make as much sense as it used to. But yeah. for forensic season, it does. So I'm going to remember pens. pens. But yeah, my main advice for returners, <laughs> make your preseason list. Put that list down whether in a note in your phone or physically write it down and post it in your practice classroom so you can look at it it's also an exercise you can do with your kids as a coach to have them write down that list so you can reference it oh well you're not practicing well don't you want to be memorized by the second tournament not really working towards it so that's a really good tool that we use to make sure that our kids are staying accountable
0: so do you not have a separate bag For forensics?
1: I, for a very long time, did. As you know, I I carried a giant coach bag and it had things like extra nylons and first aid kits and aspirin and band aids and all sorts of like bits and bobs and pens and like backup pieces were inside of it. And then I went like three tournaments in a row without using it and I hated keeping track of it. So I was like, I'm going to drop it. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, we both used to do that. And maybe that's advice we can give to somebody, too. Like, it's not worth it. Whatever tournament you're going to will have the first aid that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, Believe in them. And you can pretty much pawn things off of other people when needed.
1: So you'll make it work.
0: You'll be fine. You will Tim gun the um, moment. But like I, I have my, like my little man purse yep. that's for forensics. So that's where I keep my stopwatches and my pens. And that yep. way I make sure that even if I forget everything else in my life, as long as I'm carrying that bag, you'll have stopwatches I, have, and pens. I have stopwatches and pens. So that's my other tip. <laughs> have, have a dedicated forensics bag, which doesn't have to be larger or smaller or anything than your normal bag. Yeah. It could just be a separate one. Um, I would say I echo all of that. I uh, I will not go into my forensics goals for this year because <laughs> which you don't have to. I'm just I'm not, again I'm putting I, accountability out there for myself. I just started with my team a couple weeks ago, so I'm not entirely sure what they are yet. Um, but I would say that in addition to to setting those goals, um, if you are a returning coach or student, really, um, just stop for a second and take stock about how much you've already learned and accomplished, because I'm sure it's a great deal. Um, And then once you've done that, challenge yourself to try something new this year. Uh, So if you're a coach, join a committee, join the CFL or NFL, host a tournament. Um, If you're a student, try doing student congress maybe for the first time, or uh, if you're an actor, try writing a speech or vice versa. Uh, As a group, you could start a new bus ride tradition, just do something new. Bring something new to this forensic season just because you can. So that's that would be my advice for returning people is first of all, congratulations you're, on, you're on what it. you've you learned. Came back. Like stop and think about how much you've learned already. Like it's I'm sh I'm sure it's so 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 much. Um but then
1: also challenge yourself to do something different. It's it's good to do that. And even if it's something small, just Start there and you can work your way towards bigger things because the time leading up to your first tournament can be super stressful and incredibly daunting. But the sooner you actually take the time to start thinking about it, the better off you are going to be both as a coach and a competitor. Because even the simple act of just writing down your goals or taking time to pick out the outfit for your first tournament... Uh, taking time to meet with your coach and talk about the things you want to do during the season or about any insecurities or fears that you have are all things that can get you set to go and put you in the right headspace. Uh, And actually something you can do after listening to this podcast if you haven't already go back to our episode called picking up the pieces and it's all about picking out your how to find great source material uh, what to do when it comes to writing your first speech and that's a great place to start after this if you haven't already Go there to get sort of in the mood and in the area you need to start getting direction for your pieces and your speeches and yeah we're gonna plug our own podcast because yeah. that's a yeah, great episode <laughs> yeah we are
0: uh
1: so Kurt, what are you most excited for for the upcoming 2016 season
0: Um, Well, like I said, I just met my kids uh, a couple weeks ago for the first time. I'm really excited that there are a lot of young people who have joined the team. Um, I had a lot of freshmen uh, and a few sophomores show up, which is great because I have graduated a lot of my team over the last couple years, so it's great to see new faces. Um, I have a lot of girls, as I did last year. I have a few. I have at least two more boys. <gasps>
1: Hooray! Yeah, I know.
0: Um, last year, I was like pretty much an all-female team. I, I used to joke that we had more girls on our team than Divine Savior Holy Angels. <laughs> 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 because I do think we were a larger team and we were all girls. Oh, what <laughs> so. a Wisconsin
1: Forensic's, like, that is such a, ooh, that is a niche joke right like, there. Yeah, and I like loved it. Six
0: people on the internet just got oh, that. Like,
1: yeah, A bunch of people just giggled um, and no one knows. Yeah,
0: so um, I also, so because of that, I just purchased a bunch of all-female plays, which I hadn't really focused on before, and I am finding that in the canon of literature, there's not a lot. For when you have nothing but girls. (laughs) So I am excited about about those plays that I just purchased. Um, And I'm also stoked because it seems like I have kids this year who are actually interested in speech. Like, I'm not talking them into it. They're coming to me and being like, I think I want to do Speckok. And I'm like,
1: (laughs) yes!
0: Because I love helping uh, with and working on speeches. So I'm really excited uh, I, I guess it all boils down to. I'm really excited to work with this new batch of young people. Yeah, new blood I is always good. We'll get to know and 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 get to form and and have fun. Um, and also, having a really young team really takes the pressure off. Like I'm, you I'm feel like, like there are less I'm expectations. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm feeling that. Are all ideas. brand new. Like they're all they babies. They sort of know me.
1: Yeah, they, but they have no expectations of my coaching style or what I'm like. And so that's that's really nice. Yeah.
0: So. What about you, what are you excited for?
1: Uh, Sort of in that same vein of like female empowerment, there have been tons of really interesting and great female biographies and memoirs that have come out since the season ended. Uh, Mindy Kaling, Carly Simon, Jenny Lawson, Gloria Steinem, uh, Carrie Brownstein are like all these women who wrote amazing books and memoirs and I wanna read them all, but uh, I'm really excited and actually sort of desperate to see them brought to life in things like prose and solo series and solo humorous. Because, as you said, there, there's sort of lack for amazing like female things. And there are a lot of sort of stereotypical things about female actors, both in and outside of the forensics world. But I feel like all of these women do things and could provide material for students that are challenging to them, but also super interesting for me to work with as a coach, but then also experience as a judge. And I'm also really excited to have a new team who know very little about me and who are down to try new things, which I think both of my teams are. I think, obviously, I I really enjoy coaching at, at South. I've been there for so long, and I really like my students there, but I'm also enjoying having a group of kids who get to learn new things about me, and it's you get kind of, to be a mystery. I, I mean, I'm not completely an enigma, but like, I'm a little mysterious.
0: Nope. Until they go to their first tournament together, and they're all. Start <laughs> and then they're like, chatting. "Let me tell
1: you all these stories about how what Melissa gets like when she's hangry, which is not very pretty, but." Uh, we're. Very, I'm also really excited to get back to doing this with you.
0: Yeah, this and getting is nice. back into
1: forensics faces because we love doing this, and we have lots of really cool things we want to talk about. Some topics more serious than others. But if you have any suggested episodes that you want us to tackle, uh, we have things coming down the pipeline. We're going to do an episode about college forensics this season with some uh, WFC alumni who have gone on to compete collegiately or collegi- collegiately, collegiately, <laughs> uh, and uh, coaches who do things with college forensics. Uh, we want to talk about things like sexism in the speech and debate world and racism and homophobia, which are kind of, sound scary and uh, really daunting, but at the same time, we really need to talk about them. But if there are things that you want us to talk about, let me know. Let Kurt know. Reach out to us on social media. Uh, comment on Facebook or send us a message. Uh Contact us on Twitter, via DM, or an at reply. Also, email us. We got really lovely email this summer from a listener who Kurt and I were like, oh, we got an email. Yeah. And so uh, that was his email was an inspiration for this episode. So please, give us feedback. Let us know. We want to hear from you. Listen at forensicspaces.com. I'm begging you, email us, please.
0: Yeah, we really want to hear from you. But with that, I am Kurt.
1: And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen. Think. And speak.
0: Preferably in that order.
1: Forensic Spaces is produced and recorded in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme music was composed and performed by JJ Hammeister. More info at forensicspaces.com.